You are now jumping into the trenches with the Toulons, Thule and Ralph, where we pull back the curtain on what marriage and relationships are really about. So let's start the show. Hello everyone, it's Ralph. And this is Thule. Happy Father's Day. Yay. To Thule and all the men who pull out game this week. Yeah, definitely we guys. <laughs> we Apparently, because I'm a dad. <laughs> yeah, it was a week at least twice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> you just couldn't do it. That's all that matters. <laughs> so that's gonna be our episode today. We pull out game. No, well, oh, well, that's the reason why we have Father's Day. So yes, <laughs> celebrate all the guys who just couldn't get up. Just well, couldn't get out. Or that too. <laughs> Because they can get up. They just can get out. <laughs> what? How did they do it in the movie Get Out? What was it? Um, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't watch that movie. Uh, what, do, what did they call it? It was a term. It was a shit. You know, I don't know. Cause that movie was too scary for me. When you are. It was a meme. It was like all over IG too. Oh, um, well, I don't remember. Shit. Now I got to look it up. Y'all okay. bear with your boy. Because it's going <laughs> to drive me crazy. A sunken place. Oh. Damn it, I couldn't figure out. You can't get out of a sunken place? Oh, obviously, anybody that's a dad was definitely in a sunken place. Yeah, and they can't get out. AKA the vagina. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry I had to say it because it was pissing me off. It's okay. Because it, I mean, it kind of feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Hey. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're going to let Thule have this one because I don't know what it is to be a dad. So... We're going to talk about some of your uh, high moments, some of the low moments, and what you would like for your goals to be as a dad. Is this like a, how are we doing this? Is this me as a dad while being married? Is that how this is supposed to be? No, it's you being a dad. Me being a dad. Period. From from start to now. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So when you found out that you were going to be a dad... I was on my way to Clave. Okay. <laughs> Centennial to be exact. And what is that? To so who Centennial don't know? is the 100th year anniversary for Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. And they call it Clave because? It's just like the conferences. You call it a conclave. Okay. Sorry. I mean, the layman's terms for everybody else. Don't know about well, that's what I'm, Yeah, for anybody who just did A conclave is like a national conference. Thank you. Gathering of brothers to talk Omega business. And to harass all the locals in that uh, city. Correct. Yes. So obviously this one is in D.C. Okay. At this time. And this so is, we're what in year car, is this? This was. 11? 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, summer of. 20, was it summer? Yeah, it was July 2011. Mm-hmm. And you're in the car. Just do do do. Hype that. We going. We going. And. Hey, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm late. I'm like, late for what? Like a bill? What's going on? No, I'm late. Like, late as in, she's like, late my period. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and remind you, I'm in the car. It's like me and five of my LBs. <laughs> and they and a couple of them are lit like they understand, like, why is my face why like your that? Vi- why your face change? So, you know, get through the car, hang up, and they're like, what's up? I'm like, mm. <laughs> Might be a day. And I didn't really want to tell anybody that because it's super early. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. Anything can happen. And I was like, well, 
I think I'm gonna be a father. They were like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Pull the car over!" Right. <laughs> oh, three strikes again. Sauce spillers. <laughs> um, so at first it was kind of like, "Holy shit, my life is about to change as we know it." I am too selfish for children. <laughs> so you know, I, and this sucks because I'm on my way to DC where I'm ready to turn up and have a good time. But you know, even though I'm trying to have a good time, I'm like, in the, the back of my mind, I'm like, "Shit, here. I'm about to be a dad." <laughs> This is going to be a struggle. My condo does not is not conducive for children. Yes. My girlfriend at the time lives in North New York, mm-hmm. so this this isn't going to work for me. <laughs> so, you know, time goes on. I'm like, you know, all right, I'm kind of comfortable with the situation of being a dad. Yeah. I'm somewhat financially stable, established. I'm mature enough to be a father and are you ever ready to be a parent? No. No. So I kind of just roll with the punches, you know. Okay, so then it is time. Because I'm like, for the most part, we're just dealing with, I mean, y'all don't really do anything while we're pregnant. So What you mean? I mean, go through the heartburn, go through, you know, uh, swelling up. Yeah, like, I mean, she swelled up a little bit. but she, No, I'm saying for on your side. Oh, yeah, I swelled up. Well, yeah, you did. Okay, so you went so to that. Yeah. <laughs> I went, you know, when they say she's pregnant, you're pregnant. Man, that is very accurate if you do not have a legit, like, workout schedule. So how many pounds did you gain? Oh, uh, shit. Like, 18. Okay. So that, that's and a it was crazy. before pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> so it was crazy, right? So it's like, when was this, New Year's? It was New Year's Eve. I looked in the mirror. I had a pink shirt on. I remember it v- verbatim. I had a pink shirt on. Turned to the side in the mirror and was like, oh, shit. I'm pregnant. I look like Kirby. <laughs> you are so damn stupid. So I was like, yeah, this shit going to have to change quickly. <laughs> so I got on the Dr. Ian's uh, oh, diet, yeah. the nine days or whatever with just fruits, veggies, yeah. and or tofu. Mm-hmm, I remember that. And this is when like vegans and vegetarians was just really getting... Mainstream, mainstream, right? Mainstream, yeah. So you could find some in a grocery store, but that shit was terrible. I know it was. I found some wings, some tofu wings. I just knew it was about to be hitting. No. I ate that shit and was like, this is like flavored cardboard. What is <laughs> happening right now? Just give me a box and I'll pour some <laughs> sauce on that shit if that's what this is going to taste. Put a little salt and pepper. <laughs> right. So, you know, the struggles of that. But I mean, in like nine days, I lost 12 pounds. Good job. Like I was cooking. Yeah. And I was at Planet Fitness, but I don't like working out by myself. Like for me, it's a struggle. So it was a super struggle, mm-hmm. but I was going through it and I got down. I basically got back to 200, but it didn't look right. Like I was still like something ain't right. I need to get in shape, shape. Yeah. So Kendall came. I was like, so how was that going through your mind? Cause this is your first time going through labor and this is your first time going through having to catch a baby. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't scared. I wasn't like none of that shit grosses me out. Like, you hear some fathers like, oh, my God, I, I can't, can't look. Yeah. I can't do this. Man, I was holding one leg <laughs> while the other, the, the nurse was holding the other and the doctor was delivering Kendall. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, this whole process, I'm I'm thugging it out. So, as being the emotional cancer that you are at any point, did you want to cry? Like, oh, my God, just like I'm seeing a person being Yeah, born. I cried later. Like, you know, I talked to my family after she came, blah, 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 and then. You know, I got to come back in and I saw her and I was just like, oh man, I have a kid. It's crazy. So, you know, you're semi-emotional. It wasn't like, oh my God, boo-hoo. It was just oh, yeah, teary-eyed. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Matter of fact, watching pregnancy alone is like a miracle. Mm-hmm. I tell people that all the time. Like, 
to watch what a baby is to what it becomes is like, really? <laughs> you were like a pea, the size of a pea. Yeah. And now you're a whole ass human being. Yeah. So that was a crazy process. But, you know, we're in New York. So we're NYU and the stay situation at NYU is terrible. So if you want to pay for a private room, it's like $1,000. A night. It was like 600 with insurance a night. For a private room. Wow. So I was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. <laughs> so we did a share room, which wasn't terrible for her. For me, though, I got this wonderful recliner. That you had to sleep in. Yeah, and it was just, it was super uncomfortable. Um, we allowed the nurses to take Kendall to the little mm. nursery. Basically well, for space, I guess. <laughs> space and just because I'm tired. Like, yeah. This labor lasts forever, as always. 36 hours, I believe. Whew. Something stupid like that. And... So we were like, okay, cool. This is first night. All right, we're going home tomorrow night because that's not going to happen. <laughs> so here's us trying to be proactive and we should have stayed one more night. Oh, because she. I mean, good all the way. Like we got the car seat and you know, we're in New York. Nobody has a car. Yeah. So we, I mean, we super New Yorkers. Yeah. So I had the car seat. Um, I put it in the, I got a car service, I think. Uh-huh. Put it in the car. Got back to the uh, house. Everything was cool. Next thing you know. Cry. Cry is coming. And it's the first night. So we like, what to do? We have no clue. <laughs> like, all the things you learn in Lamaze go out the window. Yeah. Like, you're like, you know, if they're crying, they're either hungry, mm-hmm. they're sleepy, oh, or they went to the bathroom or yeah. change. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm, we try. Change, she didn't go to the bathroom. So, okay, maybe she good. Is she hungry? You know, put her on a book. No. Nope. Are you sleepy? So you're trying to rock her? I mean, for like a good two hours. Yeah. And I'm just like ready to pull my hair out that I don't really have because I have a short hair. Yeah. But I'm just like, oh my God, what is happening? So eventually she quiets down and goes to sleep. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and we all go to sleep. And, you know, just the first couple months was just, it was cool. It was like, you got a baby, like not really doing much. Ain't hanging out like that. Yeah. Because you know, Cause you, all it does is sleep. Right. Yeah. All the baby does, uh, and everybody's coming over to see the baby. Nobody yeah. cares about you anymore, by the way. No, nobody. If you don't have any kids, just wait for it. And when they come over, if everybody, you really think nobody baby? cares about you now, they don't care about you when They'll you have like, a child. Hi, where's the baby? <laughs> if they tell you how, you open the door. I mean, to this day, like, yeah, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. How the kids? <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> I could be on my dad. We are friends. <laughs> you don't know my damn children <laughs> like that. But, you know, we're just learning her. Learning, you know, how it works. And then to our advantage in New York, childcare is super expensive. Mm-hmm. So my sister was going to grad school. She got into grad school in New York. So she moved up to New York in the midst of the whole pregnancy. So she was there when Kendall arrived. And since she went to class at nighttime, basically instead of paying rent, she was our nanny. Mm-hmm. And, and with them being the nanny... She all the bills. I paid all the bills. That was like me paying her basically. So now she doesn't have to pay for rent, mm-hmm. but she gets now we have a, somebody to watch Kindle. So at the most, that cost me a thousand dollars in comparison to what it would have cost. It actually probably would have been either about the same amount as rent or more. Yeah. And in Harlem, rent was anywhere between twenty two hundred to twenty seven hundred. Wonderful Harlem, by the way, two bed, one bath, nine hundred square feet of nothingness. <laughs> so again, it's. Three adults and a baby in two bedroom, one bath in New York. Mind you, everybody knows this. If you don't know, you'll learn. When you have a child, 
all of their shit takes up your entire house. Yes. So like 75% of the house is baby shit. Uh-huh. And then there's a couch and a television and a table. Which is also baby. Right. And then in the bedroom, there's a bassinet and a crib mm-hmm. and a bed. And you're like, where's where did my life go? Baby. Right. So. How are you feeling now, though? Um, I'm good. And this, the reason this is it's a cool situation, because at the time, I worked, I worked from home when I wasn't traveling. Mm-hmm. So at lunchtime, I would go out and hang out with them if you know if they ain't going like a walk or something mm-hmm. so i got to see kendall a lot so which, you're like this this dad's have his easy it was cool like you know i come out kind of play around hang out do fatherly things and then i i go back to doing work mm-hmm. you know because again my my sister holding it down and that's a huge blessing again because it's, it's stupid expensive unless you find like the african lady that can watch your kids for the low mm-hmm. but i don't trust people so going through this process you know on fridays i you know sometimes i would work half a day and we would go to the city and just go shop and be me my sister and kendall just in these streets hanging out Mm -hmm. but what people don't understand is traveling in new york city with a baby in a stroller without a car (laughs) is super real because every stop don't have an elevator right so it's some stops where we're carrying a stroller up steps so i mean it's if you can make it there with a it's kid, exercise. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah, but yeah. it's also inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you work it out, it worked out. I mean, it ain't no different. Grocery shopping, you got a cart, you go to the grocery store, you roll that shit back to the crib. Mm-hmm. Same process. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was. I would say that was a great bonding experience for me, and you know, again, I'm having, I had a child, so I'm like, damn, I got to get in shape. Because there ain't no way. Because when she start running, it's going to be a wrap if I'm out of shape. So I kind of got into CrossFit. And then that kind of helped me kind of stick with her moving around and all of that stuff. So, boom, we're good. Now we move back to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, new job. You know, new city. A little more affordable. No, a lot more affordable. <laughs> um, You know, and then, you know, everything went down between me and her mother. Didn't work out. Boom, now I'm at my pop's house. Now, when I tell you that not being in a house with a child is very difficult, especially for a parent that is super involved. Who wants to be in a house? So, so the hardest part for me about the whole situation was leaving the house. So, you know, and then now I got to, when we get older, now I got to figure out how to explain to her the whole situation, which can be nervousing, nervousness as well. But not as bad now, obviously, but back then I was a little more nervous. So... We just have her listen to the podcast. Or that too. <laughs> but go ahead. So, you know, this is super tough for me. And at the moment, we're kind of at each other's neck, me and her mother. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to see her mother. So that affects me seeing her. Like, I'm in a point where I don't want any problems or I don't even want the drama. So I avoid it as much as I can mm-hmm. until it's my time to have Kendall. You- but I didn't realize that it's affecting my relationship with Kendall. Mm-hmm. So I had to get over that and understand that, you know, shit happens. Mm-hmm. And you got to be able to just move past, move past it, learn from your lessons, et cetera. And then it allowed me to be okay with going to get her, seeing her more, et cetera. And again, my pops lives really far. He lives an hour away. He lives like, yes. And it feels like it's in another state, but it's not. He lives super far. So... When I get Kendall, there is no... At first, we met halfway, and then that got shot because apparently it was like, yo, you need to come all the way to get her and drop her off. You know, again, I don't want I don't want no smoke, so I'm trying to do whatever I can to avoid the drama. Right. When I should be facing it 
head on because a lot of times you kind of lose in that situation. You kind of get taken advantage of or you will get taken advantage of because mm-hmm. you're avoiding it. But, you know, I was like, whatever. So I'm driving an hour plus hour and change to yeah. get her and then an hour and change to get back. Yeah. Mind you, this is a two year old, basically. <laughs> one and a one and a half, two year old. And you almost in the car and, for hours. Right. And, you know, I'm in a car for a long ass time. But, you know, for the most part, it was it wasn't terrible in the car. Yeah. You know, if she want to I have a bottle ready for her mm-hmm. when I got there or some something yeah that keep keep her occupied while we drove uh back to my pop's house but then i get there and now i'm like damn i don't have any real help like at the time my pop's ex-wife would help every so often and my pops my pops won't really help like he would he's doing his grandfatherly mm-hmm. thing like it's not like this not my child but yeah he just like ah <laughs> yeah after about an hour so he's like, all right here you go here you go so for me now i have a one and a half two-year-old and i'm just trying to figure it out and it's not like I'm a single dad, but in that situation, it kind of feels like that because mm-hmm. I'm responsible for her during right now, the time that she's yourself. with me, right? Yeah. So I'm just making sure she's eating. I'm feeding her. Like I've got a high chair at my pop's house. Like I got all the essentials to kind of treat it like you know this is your home when you're here. You got mm-hmm. toys, all of the above. But you know, as my father's marriage kind of dwindled, now I had to move <laughs> somewhere else because they're going through their shit. And I'm like, well, like she don't want me in the house while they going through it. So now I got to go find somewhere else to say. So I go stay with my cousin. Mm-hmm. And she already got two other people in the house for her. Right. And now I'm adding myself. Plus. And then Kendall every other weekend, sometimes during the week, depending on this, the situation or the schedule. Because I used to get her on Wednesdays, too. So how are you feeling now? Even more stressed out. Well, not stressed, but a little more. Overwhelmed. Overwhelming because I'm in a. Now, granted, I got a little more help because it's all women in this house. Mm-hmm. But just no no sense of, like, this is my home. Yeah. So I'm already uncomfortable because I'm bouncing around from home to home. Granted, it's not terrible. Like, uh, it's a nice yeah. house. I'm in a decent situation for what I was going through. But trying to help raise a child in that situation is tough because it's, like, in the wintertime, it's super cold in my room. So I can't have her down there. Mm-hmm. So basically, we in the living room sleeping. Um and you know, I mean, it worked out. Uh, we had good times. Um, I tried to find always. I always try to find something for us to do, mm-hmm. entertain, entertaining each other. You know, go to the park. Go to, movies at the time just wasn't. It wasn't yeah. going to work. Yeah, just anything to entertain her, and it got better. And then once you know the divorce is done, I'm good now. Like I'm, I, f- I can feel myself. Like I can redeem myself in a way. I feel like I'm coming back from who I am or who I was. Feeling something like I'm getting my shit back together or pulling myself back together. You know, my cousin wanted to move from New York and she didn't just want to live with anybody. So we bought a house. And in the midst of buying a house, now I feel like I have a place where I can bring my daughter and be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of that, her good friend of hers came down, moved as well, and brought her daughter. So now. Not only do I have a house where I'm comfortable and my child is comfortable and we have nothing. I mean, it's a ton of space. It's a nice size house. There's another girl in the house that she can play with. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they kind of become best friends at the time. Like, we, they did every damn thing together. So it made it a lot easier. Question. Why, didn't ever you, why never did you get an apartment? 
I don't know. I feel like, you know, I look back at it, maybe that was the best idea. But at the time, I just wanted to, I wanted something that I felt like was mine. That was your apartment. And I don't know. The apartment is like, yeah, I'm just here for a little while. And then I got to go find somewhere else to live. I was just tired of moving so much. I was just like, let me just get somewhere where I'm going to be good for a while. Okay. Well, at least that's what I thought. Yeah. So, <laughs> got there, you know, been there a while. You know, everything's going well. And you and I get serious. Or so even more serious. You, so, let's just stay on Kindle for a while. So, throughout this whole process, you're just like, I got this dad thing down pat. Oh, yeah. Being a father was never a problem, right? You know, it's... I think it was just kind of like second nature for me. Why does that say? Because a lot of men who are about to have kids, they always are nervous because, like, I don't... They... And it may be because of their own daddy issues but they always want to be like god i just want to make sure that like i do this right that i'm good or whatever and it seemed like you were just like boom whatever yeah, i, I got this what yeah i'm you gonna tell you right now this before i've done it being a father is way easier than being a husband <laughs> at least in my mind i tell you right now because i stay in the trenches and now when you want to know why this shit is called in the trenches because of me <laughs> shut up i'm <laughs> just kidding but uh <laughs> I've always had really good examples of fathers. Um, so every type of a, every type of father, super like into the kid life, mm-hmm. being involved to being a provider. Mm-hmm. So I always had a good balance. So I kind of knew what was already needed from me in order to be good. And I already knew the, the things that I didn't uh, did like that my father did and the things that I didn't like that my father did. And I was like, let me worry about the things that I don't like and make sure that I'm not doing those consistently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we was kicking it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kendall and I were tight for a long time. I mean, we were still tight, but it's she's a little older now. She got friends and shit, so yeah. I'm not as important. Mm-hmm. Still still daddy, but yeah. a little different. But, yeah, back then it was always Kendall and I. Okay. Well, I know I was just saying, okay, like, th- that was the end of my question. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, to your point, your dad, being a dad is a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So... Where was I at? You were saying you met me. Right. So me and you, we had already been dating, but it's a little more serious now. And you've come over to the house. You know, obviously you're integrated into Kendall's life. And, you know, months go by and the next thing we know. Ta-da. You're pregnant. Sauce spilled again. Spilled the sauce again. Whip protection. Mm -hmm. Well, before then, you still spilled the sauce, but that one didn't make it. Yeah, that was... Yeah, I, yeah, I had a miscarriage. Had a miscarriage, yeah. yes. Um, but hey, that didn't stop us. <laughs> no, I didn't stop you. <laughs> it didn't stop you either. Apparently, I did what I was supposed to do. Whatever. Okay, you wasn't the one putting that that plastic on, <laughs> that latex. You was just like, nope, I'll just leave it all in your hands. Yeah, but then the second time we was like, all right, we'll be smarter about it, and we. No, still that's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. The lost. first time it was on us. The, right. the second time it was on you. Matisse is yours. Whatever. You had protection. <laughs> we was good. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Sperm was like, nah, B. <laughs> I'm getting through. We are gonna get through today. <laughs> but go ahead. Next thing you know, she's pregnant, and then we're like, I'm like, ah, shit. Here we are again. Mm-hmm. I'm a little more, I was a little more upset with myself. <laughs> and took it out on who? And I felt like I took it out on everybody else but me. And it wasn't like I was doing a, it wasn't. And when he meet everybody else, he just talked about Yes, it was on, I was being mean to Ralph. <laughs> Again. <laughs> but it wasn't on purpose. It was just like, I'm trying to express myself and the frustration I have, but I'm not, but not I'm not take- explaining that the frustration 
isn't directed towards you. It's so just, basically what he's trying to say is he didn't want to take any accountability and so he was blaming me. And I didn't take <laughs> I would, not even that. Let's before we even get to accountability, I wasn't even communicating how I was feeling. No. Um for Ralph to understand that it wasn't directed towards her. Right. First mistake. Had I done that, we didn't even get to the accountability part because you already know I'm pissed off with myself. Yeah. So I'm upset. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, because I was like, look, you know, next time I want to be married. I want to be, mm-hmm. and even though I was married the first time, but nobody really knew that. It was kind of Well, you wasn't and, married when Kendall got here. You, yeah, we I were. mean, you got here, but I'm saying making Kendall, y'all weren't even together. Correct. Yeah. But once she got here, then. But yeah, the second time I was yeah. like, you know, it'd be nice to be married to have a kid. Yeah. In the right form. Yeah. Granted, we were married before Kendall got here, mm-hmm. um, technically, but in the form of, we do it on our terms and you can never really do it on your own terms. It's going to happen when it's going to happen. Yeah. So I was just a little upset. I'm like, here we are again. I'm dating. I already have one daughter mm-hmm. out of a divorce mm-hmm. and I'm about to have another daughter to grab woman. I'm dating. He thought, I thought what you said. I'm going to have another daughter. Oh, not another daughter. I'm going to have another child. Excuse mm-hmm. me. I was hoping it wasn't going to be a daughter. <laughs> that O for two boy. <laughs> That shit sucks. <laughs> but not really. I mean, children are children. You got a healthy child. Life is good. Yeah. Everybody, Of course, a man wants a boy, but shit happens. Yeah. So now, you know, I'm going through this process, and you've already heard some of this story, obviously, throughout our couple of episodes we've already done or talked about this. But I was super like, I've already done all of this, so why am I doing it again? Without super arrogant, right? Like, yeah, I did that already. I did that. I did that. Not Been realizing there, that, that, yeah, uh, Ralph hasn't done it. You dumbass. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that took a toll. You know that that kind of drove us apart. Not really, but it was kind of like, I don't like you, motherfucker, because. Mm-hmm. You get on my nerves. You being yeah. mean to me and you being an asshole. Right. Yeah. And you're like, what? Right. Not even realizing it because it's just second nature for me. Yes. So this time I would say I wasn't, I was more anxious because I was like, shit, I have one child. Child support is real. <laughs> if you knew what my child support was, you would cry for me. <laughs> you would cry me a river, a whole damn river. So cool. But I'm like, damn, this is another child. And, these, and children are not cheap. They are expensive. And if you have put a child in child care, mm-hmm. you understand that. Yeah. And that's the most expensive piece. But it was kind of like, all right, it'll be all right. I'll work it out. I've done very well in life. Mm-hmm. I can afford it. Yes. It'll hurt, but I can afford it. So we're going through the process. Matisse is. Oh, no. we're Now you go into labor. Mm-hmm. And we're back at the hospital. <laughs> Wait, let me just say. <laughs> okay, so everyone knows for for me, personality-wise, for me to be the hyper one and for him to be the laid-back one, even though he is, we're both extroverts, but he's like way more. I let him kind of like lead in that situation. Wait, talking about you're a what? Don't play with me. Did you say I you're am. extrovert? Yes. If you ask all my friends, I am. Don't lie to these but people. I, no, I am. But I fall back to you because you are like on another level when it comes to like socializing. Whatever. You are. <laughs> you are. You're just. Just get to your point, please. People. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, so it like, you know, 
even though he is an extrovert, most people think they're just like all the time, like, hey, you know, how you doing? But he has his moments like he's laid back. It's only when it's like gatherings is it's to when the social butterfly comes out. And then I'm kind of like the opposite. And when there's a lot of people, I'm like, um, I'm going to let him do this and I'll fall back. But then like in the house, I'm like, yeah, he's like, could you please sit down? Right. So, <laughs> you know, through this process, I'm thinking, okay. Usually when the woman goes into labor, the man is just like, oh, my God, okay, what you want me to do? Let's go do this or whatever, whatever. So he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be calm because, you know, I've done this before and this, that, and the third. So I'm like, okay, boom. And this is what I'm expecting. That did not happen so much. He wasn't, like, just running all over the place. The level of urgency was there. The level of urgency that I did not expect from him. (laughs) For somebody who I've known to be so laid back. (laughs) But it was like... It was like when my contractors they were like two minutes apart and you like he was telling me to hurry up and I'm like, We're good, we're good and he was just like, Come on and then we got in the car and when I tell you I was like, Could you please not leave my dad? Because my dad was following us. I was like, It's okay, it's okay. And he was just like, He's behind the seat come on, come on, let's go and I was like, Oh Lord. I but I thought that was so funny because I never I never expected you hey, to do man. that. Especially when you don't speed, okay? Yeah, I was getting it. You was getting I was, it. It was a controlled speed, you know. First oh of all, you should never speed with a pregnant woman in a car going to labor. <laughs> that was so funny to me. I said, Lord, this man at least. But it's a said, sense of urgency, right? Like, But you know, for someone who's already gone, do you know we had a long time to go? So, Hey, look, everybody different. I didn't know that shit. Yours <laughs> came a lot faster. What is true? Yeah. Okay, but go ahead. So now we're going into labor. Yeah, and- we're at the hospital. You know, it's like deja vu for me because mm-hmm. i'm like damn i've been here before <laughs> and almost identical process except you didn't do an uh, epidural Mm-mm. thug life over here Shut up. shouts out to thug life no epidural <laughs> period and she, i mean she thugging it out and same process want to push can't push got to hold the legs down i mean it was literally like mm-hmm. the same shit well, no, on that that point where you had to hold my legs down is not because well yes yeah, because dr tutu got oh because because no, they had an emergency emergency another, c-section yeah and for whatever reason all the doctors had to go so right. no doctor could deliver me so i had to hold matisse in there so for that to happen we were like 45 minutes past yeah, due yeah so for that to happen he had to hold my legs down right as we tried to hold Matisse inside my body, as my body was trying to push Matisse oh, out. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> it was I mean, terrible. and she was scratching me and punching me and, and shit. like, let go, because I'm about to push this baby out. I mean, and if myself. y'all have ever been in a room with a pregnant woman going through contractions or labor, they say some of the funniest shit <laughs> you will ever hear in your life, I was ever. like, don't touch me. From, y'all better thank y'all mamas. <laughs> <laughs> to stealing off on you like you stole some shit. I wanted to do it and you would not let me do it. But, you know, cool. <laughs> Doctor comes in, baby, back all over again, holding a leg up, mm-hmm. et cetera. Tease is here. Yeah. Now I have a boy. Ta-da. Life is good. I have one of each. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Got to live a little more selfless. Like, <laughs> ish. you thought, you know, with one child, you can be semi selfish with some shit, but with two, yeah, you got to reel, reel that shit in. And that's why you don't want to have three? Because then you have to not be selfish. Well, if I have three, I feel like my life will disappear as we know it. How are you figuring? But, you know, if we do, I will be fine either way. Um, yeah, I'm not just, saying no to it. he's going to have a heart attack. Okay. <laughs> and this time I won't be mad at anybody. It'll you just be so? like, ah. He's going to walk out the house. I'm going to be like, I'll be back. <laughs> and don't come back. <laughs> Go ahead. No, nah, so it's... From that point on, it was 
a little different. It was like, damn, I got a son. I have a, uh, a girlfriend at the time who then eventually I proposed to mm-hmm. a couple months later, well, like five or six months later. Mm-hmm. And this time I was like, all right, if I'm going to be married, I need to make sure that I'm going to go about it the right way. I didn't want to go down the same path that I did before. Obviously, you already know the story if you're an avid listener. But this was a time to not only be a good husband, but to be even a more established father. And I think with Matisse coming, I kind of went backwards. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I don't know. Still to this day, I can't tell you why I went backwards. Like I went I from being super involved like I was with Kendall to just nothing. kind of a standoffish dad. Mm-hmm. And when Kendall came in, I was kind of like, oh, kids. And then she went, or she was not here. And then they'd be like, all right, standoffish again. And it was weird. And I was just like, yo, why am I doing this mm-hmm. when I'm in a situation that I should be taking full advantage of? I said I wanted to be the father, the, basically the same guy I was when Kendall arrived. Like, mm-hmm. super involved. Just, like, everything was about the kids. And I think I was kind of not realizing that I was reverting to being selfish because I was like, shit, I had another kid. Now I have no life. If I stand, if I'm standoffish, so, right. Mm-hmm. I'm, maybe I'm making it all. Maybe that was the problem. Maybe that's exactly what I was doing, but I'm not really realizing that. Yeah. And, you know, and then of course, you know, my wife well enough. She called me out mm-hmm. big time and I, I don't know if I got defensive or not. I think I was kind of upset with myself realizing that. You know, I wasn't doing all the things that, you know, she saw me do at Kendall or even heard about what I did with Kendall. And it was kind of unfair, especially when I'm in the house with the child, with the child. Mm-hmm. And I was like. And I was like, you know what? I need to get my shit together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, more time with Matisse, being a little more involved, doing the tub life, you know, bathing, all of that prayers maybe not as much as i should be to now i'm doing it full time damn near Mm -hmm. but you know i was realizing that i was being selfish and it was time for me to kind of change and get back to what i knew what it was to be a father and you know one day at a time and it got better and better and better and now he's like a hellion running around here Mm -hmm. talking shit Mm -hmm. doing whatever he wants Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know it's it's fun. I'm not upset of how I acted from the beginning. I'm I'm happy that I learned from it and realized it and identified it because it was affecting us. Yeah. As well. I mean, it was like, yo, you don't give a shit about this, us. your son. <laughs> you don't care about your son. And I'm second to everything else. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, damn, you're here. You're like, you're, you're, just you're here. present, but you're just, you're yeah. not, you're not involved. Like mm-hmm. you're just around. Yeah. Hey, roommate. Right. It was like having a, a roommate that kind of came in cozy, please. Like, hey. He's a roommate, yeah. yeah hey. I'm involved for a brief and then I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm involved and then I'm mentally out. So that was that was a big one for me. When she kind of called me out on that shit, I was like, oh, damn, I ain't shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm becoming exactly what I didn't want to become. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Always seems to happen like that, guys. Mm-hmm. You fight to try to be something different and, and up that automatically thing. get pulled back in. And ultimately, you basically got to fight against it to establish that, right? You got to make sure that you are involved and you are that guy. You're making sure you're becoming the, 
the person that you've always envisioned to be as a father, as a husband. So, got my shit together. One at a time, though. Started with the child, and then eventually I got my, And again, like I told you, it's way easier to be a dad than a husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very easy in comparison. I mean, because it's one to raise one. It's one to cohabitate with one. Mm-hmm. And especially when you have a really black and white spouse mm-hmm. and you try to give her some gray area shit and she like no no bitch it's either this or this <laughs> yeah. and i'm like no there is an in-between there no, is no in-between there is no in-between it's this or that all right so i mean this has been a long journey <laughs> of getting here although i mean it's been a it's a fun one you know it's even more fun when you know, even though Kendall's not here 100 percent of the time, but when her and Matisse are together, you would have thought that they live together all, all the time. The time. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a really good relationship that makes this very fun and very easy. Um, they have an, a regular brother, brother sister, sister like they get along mm-hmm. 90 percent of the time and then 10 percent of the time. Leave me alone, yeah, or you're three, bothering me, or give me my toy. Later, it's like, hey, you want to go over here? You're right. <laughs> Y'all crazy, right? So it's, I mean, it's, this at this moment, being a parent is super fun. Um, <laughs> outside of Matisse being a jerk to everybody. Yeah. Fatherhood is dope. Um, to anybody out there that is a dad, uh, blessings to you. Uh, <laughs> Who's an active dad? Cause active you, dad, yeah. Have some don't that go social fathers. media dad. Just don't be, show up, you see your child, you take a picture and you bounce. Or the ones who don't even do that. Or yeah, or the they ones they just that, donated sperm and then was like, Peace. right? You don't care. You're not involved at all. And then twenty years later, you're like, hey, let's have a relationship. And you're, you're in like, the NBA. You're a rapper. You're right. <laughs> you're successful. How you doing? Right. You didn't. I've loved you this whole time. That shit drives me up a wall. <laughs> and you know, as a child, you feel like guilty if you don't help someone. Like people with pure intention or pure heart. Like, say you're an athlete uh-huh. and you make it, yeah. and then your pops just pops back in the picture or your mother and yeah that like, guilty because hey. you've always wanted that relationship because you've always wanted to establish it and you've seen it in movies everybody's yeah. done it where um, they establish that relationship because they think that it will get better like James Brown for instance I watched a James or, Brown movie and you see what he did with his mother but the thing is um, since I'm one of those people <laughs> it's because you keep opening that door because what you envision that relationship to be, you're thinking that's going to be not realizing that they are people dealing with whatever and they're probably going to let you down. Um, probably 5% of the time they come through. Uh, about, probably accurate. Yeah, 95% of the time they're probably going to just add some more to the drama they've already added to right. your life. So um, most people wouldn't do what I do, but again, I'm still the child. And my mom is the mom, so you should be the one to make those steps to being right. It's not the child's work. And explain to those when you say that situation, because I don't know if. Oh well, pe- for people who don't know, I don't um, speak to my mom. It's been whoo. <laughs> um, the longest stint was eight years, and then I talked to her off and on for maybe two years, and then I went back to not talking to her again once I got pregnant. Um, and then. Briefly again, probably what, maybe eight, nine, ten months ago, um, I just talked to her maybe once or twice, and then she reached out to me again probably like last week or week before last, and I ignored. So we're going to go back on that long stint again, um, just because I 
I choose not to have toxic people in my life, regardless of if you're my mom or not. I don't care really who you are because that affects my life. And I just thrive on having a positive and happy life and also sharing that with my children. So if I can, you know, make that happen in any way possible, I really don't care who you are. If you're toxic and you don't bring anything but negativity and, you know, drama into my life, you got to go. You got to go. Right. Yeah. And also I do that just to show my children that don't allow someone to affect you that way and feel like they have to stay around. This is true. Because they will pull you down with them. Yeah, and I think if I was ever in that situation, it would be a huge struggle for me because I always yeah. try to see the good in people. And yeah. It would eat me alive every time. It would, but I... But, you know, <laughs> but thanks to my Debo wife over here. Yeah. Probably wouldn't last that long. I would I will let you because I know that you're different than me. Um, but so I will let you have kind of some time. I wouldn't let you have a lot of time. I just need to go. Yeah, I mean, you helped me kind of regain the backbone. Yeah. Throughout the whole going through the, the original or the divorce and then trying to reestablish myself. Mm-hmm. I lost that that assholeness. Well, I'm not an asshole. I just don't let people. No, for myself, oh. I did. I lost it. Oh, okay. I lost the backbone, the one that would combat when had, when, when it needed to. when I needed yeah. to, but. You know, I, there was no backbone. It was a given whenever. Like, yeah, you got it, whatever. Yeah. Just because I was over the drama. I was, yeah. you know, a year or two of drama is just like, I'm, I'm exhausted and I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, being a pop, being a father is is awesome. Like, you get to watch your child grow up and just like the different stages. You know, Kindle 7 now going on 17. And like. More like in the 20s. Now. <laughs> she, uh. She's super smart. And you got to be very careful with that shit because she picks up on everything and doesn't forget anything. Yeah, that's most good. Uh, but it, it's it's awesome to watch. You know, I'm a proud father. Always having proud dad moments. I'm also having bad dad moments all the time, too. It's just part of the, <laughs> part of part the, of the journey. Part of the baggage. You know, I'm tell, we're telling you about the marriage journey. I'm here to tell you about <laughs> that journey as a parent. And there are bad parent moments. <laughs> And then you call your parents and be like, you know what? Thank you for everything. I totally understand now. <laughs> I get it. I get it now. But, you know, for all those dads out there who who feel the struggle, I get it. I understand. Just see it through. It's going to be okay. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> we're glad that you're making it through. <laughs> Thank you. And I think, you know, when I look back at it, am I the father that I want to be? Now I would say I am. Okay. Um, a year ago, I would say I wasn't because I was. Well, yes and no. Hindsight now, looking at you a year ago, you would probably say no. You, if somebody asked you in that same moment, you would say yes. Yeah, I that, agree. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not a terrible person. I'm not a terrible no, no, no. parent. But the parent just... that I've always envisioned. A year ago, I wasn't that person. Yeah. Like I was when Kendall got here. I was until we got divorced. Mm-hmm. Then I was trying to, you know, I was still holding it down as a parent, a father. Then Matisse popped up, and it was kind of like shit. I'm I'm only going to do it for one. Right, and then it was like, oh, let me, you know, you you recognize that you call me out on it, and then I kind of worked through it, and I was like, all right, cool, and I, I know exactly what I need to do to get to that point. And now I'm I I believe I am where I want to be. I'm. Mean, I've always been involved, 
not to the levels that I could have been before, but now I'm absolutely at the point where I'm super involved. Like I, like I should be in my eyes mm-hmm. and you know, I have Debo over here to call me out anytime I slip up. Mm-hmm. So it's happy father's day to me. <laughs> okay. Um, Oh, before I get up, shout out to uh, the Paternity Ward. Yes. This will be a new podcast that we are dropping on the network. It's me and a couple of my homies who have like a dad group. We've been friends since Blackberry Pearl. Okay. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We've been around. We've been tight for a minute. We all have children around. We all had kids around the same time frame. So this will be a podcast uh, about black fatherhood and six six (laughs) different perspectives, right? And paternity war kind of gives you an idea of what that is. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot of padded walls for yeah. us. Do we have a estimated time for this? Um, uh, beginning of July. Boom. So look out for paternity war, guys. Yeah, beginning of July, guys. We're excited. You know, black fatherhood to society apparently is bad. I don't understand it because I know a ton well, of... Well, we do have a lot of black fathers that don't show up. Great. They, Like I said, they... Drop the seed and then they leave. I want to hear the statistics for all the other races too, though, because I always seem to focus on black fathers. Well, that's not anything. Everything, true. everything is black. You know, all the black apparently we're all jail. on welfare more than anybody. But yeah, we, we're all on welfare. We're all in jail. We all accurate. kill and murder. Right. We're all rapists. Um, so yeah. But it's. I look forward to hearing the feedback about what we discuss. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, it's a lot of personalities on this shit, <laughs> and I'm I'm super excited because now we're expanding our network, but also expanding the voice of people that have some really cool shit to talk about. Yes. So y'all look out for that, and please listen. All right. Well, until next time. Peace. See you tomorrow.